Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. Estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. It's very clear our economy is still in trouble. Now your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Starts are doing everything possible to get the COVID-19 under control so that we can reopen our businesses safely, resume our lives, put this pandemic behind us. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 Studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? Talking it's about time about. for Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. All right. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for much for joining us. Dan, good morning. Good morning, Jay. How you doing? Oh, fantastic. Happy to have uh, another week behind us as we now line up for what's going to be the final week in April. Year just keeps chugging along. Bizarro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been exciting. And... Um, Starting to feel like we're getting busy again. It does feel that way. Yeah. Rates rates getting lower always helps helps the pipeline a little bit. Yeah, no kidding. I um I I clipped out this note here today that I was like, Yep, that's how it is. That this uh little presser I was reading this morning said Freddie Mac's primary mortgage market survey showed the thirty year fr- fixed rate declined to two point nine seven percent. Um that is the first time below three percent in eight weeks so there you go which is a a headline grabber it sure is and you know so is fresh uh you know i was at a meeting this morning and i was telling people hey some of you guys missed out because you were busy in your you know we had low rates for so long that people were like i'll get to it later or why rush rates keep going down uh, whatever, you know, just whatever life, work, home life, anything but getting all of the <laughs> digging out W-2s and pay stubs and whatever else is needed for a loan. People just said, I'll do it later. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, there we were in February and rates all of a sudden were like approaching three and a half percent. And you got a bunch of people going, dang. So I missed my opportunity. And it was like, yep, you you snoozed on it and you lost. But now these people are getting a little second chance, maybe start to see these rates heading back that direction. Yeah, it's it's a welcome sight. I know for not just people who maybe missed the refi boat, but for these folks who want to purchase a home, yep. um, the prices have just been going bonkers. And 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 that alone has made real estate just feel unaffordable to a lot of people. And the rates were really what was keeping a lot of people in the game. And when that when those rates moved up a half a point or, or so, that, that hurt a lot of people. And so getting them back down, it makes a difference. Yeah. You know, oh, man, I we've been talking. This has been the theme, I think, for the last few, um, I don't know, months or so on the show. Maybe it's even longer than that. But um, just about how crazy the purchase market is right now. I talked to a realtor the other day that sounded genuinely depressed about how hard it is to get a client into a house right now. And, um, you know, I, 
it's been it's been so competitive and just seeing things go over and over i got i got two new purchases together this week that are requiring a 21 day close with no contingencies whatsoever on the buyer's part and so break that down a little bit first of all we can offer a 21 day close uh, which is what it takes to be competitive if you're going to be buying a house right now in this market i mean you're up against cash buyers and people that have you know whatever they're working with a lender that takes too long or needs 30 or 45 or 60 days to close a loan um, so the short time frame, I think that's just going to be new rules of engagement. No big deal. Um, no buyer contingencies, though. That's a that's kind of a crazy one, especially since you'll have no appraisal contingency. And in a lot of these cases, homes seem. I'd say my experience lately has been that homes are selling for anywhere between six and ten percent over list price. Wow. Yeah. And so you got to go in um, over list price, right? And then no contingencies. And you're probably going to end up with a short appraisal. <laughs> you know, the, the reason they set the list price where they did was based on, um, you know, what what the comps would support, what they thought it would sell for. And then there it is just selling for more. And, you know, at some point here, it hasn't been too big of an issue yet, but I suspect that before too long appraisals coming in for less than sales price is going to be somewhat normal. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's the way it's going. It's, it's out. Yeah. Um, we saw this before. We saw this in 2010, 11, 12, when the appreciation rate was so high that it seemed like the new sales just couldn't keep up with the older, the, even the recent comps. It was just, it was happening so quickly. Yeah. So you want to, you want to hear a head scratcher? I won't tell you the sure. name of my client because it's not an appropriate thing to do. Um, but this place was listed for seven ninety nine. This client's a first-time home buyer. This is a um, eighteen hundred and sixty-three square foot home, and it was listed for seven ninety-nine. Guess what the offer price was that um, that bought this house? Eight fifty. No. Higher or lower? <laughs> we could do this for a long time. It was nine sixty. Wow. Nine six zero. That's over 20% above. 20%. That's right at 20%. 20% above above asking price. Wow. 21-day escrow, no loan contingencies. No appraisal contingency, no loan contingency. I've heard a lot of realtors, you know, inquiring about reducing appraisal contingency timeframes or loan contingency timeframes, trying to make those more aggressive offers. And that's all fine. You know, usually that's workable. There's, there's always an ability to prioritize certain files to meet these contractual deadlines. When you start talking about appraisal contingencies, though, it's, it affects different buyers differently. Folks who have lots of money for down payment, it may not be a big thing for them if the appraisal comes in low or, you know, whatever the issue is. But for those folks that are the first time buyers that 
oftentimes have a minimum down payment and they're and they're getting a gift to even get that together yeah a, a short appraisal is a deal killer and then if they're forced into a position where they're they're just betting their earnest money on an appraisal coming in that's a scary thing it is scary and you know like you mentioned a minute ago it can be a deal killer and what happens, like, especially let's say you're buying a house with an FHA loan where you're putting only three and a half percent down. And generally that's because that's all you have. You don't have access to more money. So the, the, the loan to value that down payment, that maximum loan amount, those are based on the lesser of the sales price or the appraised value. Um, that's true for most every loan program. So yeah, when you're putting 50% down, no big deal you're still going to qualify. It really doesn't affect anything. It just, you know, make you feel a little bit funny, maybe that you're paying more than what the appraiser says the home is worth. But in a hot market like this, you know, that that's coming. And if you understand that and, and accept it, then you can be at peace with it emotionally and close your deal. Where if you're in a transaction where if it's a a minimum down payment type of scenario and your appraisal comes in 10 or 20% low, you need to either renegotiate that deal, which is very tough right now, by the way. These guys have all got backup offers and just based on the feeding frenzy it is that when they came to market, they've got so much attention that they end up picking somebody. So if you have any kind of a problem whatsoever in the transaction, it's like, oh, they have very low tolerance for dealing with your issues or whatever your considerations are, right? So it's it's really problematic for people with the minimum down payment when it happens. Um, and in different markets, you know, sometimes you might go back to the seller and say, hey, here's the appraisal. It came in short. We don't really have the ability to put in the extra money. Um, can we reduce the sales price to be more in line with what the property's valued at per the appraiser? And sometimes that works. Um, there are times it doesn't work. And in this market, it's a pretty low likelihood of working. So um, it's definitely something to be concerned about. And yes, you're, um, you're, you hit the nail on the head in terms of that deposit where your deposit's at risk. Um, if you had no appraisal contingencies and now your loan is not approvable because your appraisal was too low, and that now you don't have a viable reason as to why you want to back out of the contract, your earnest money deposit could be at risk. And that earnest money deposit goes into escrow. The contract dictates when it's due, but it's one to three days after acceptance generally. And it's usually one to 3% of the purchase price. So, you know, like in this case, these guys that I'm talking about that, you know, buying the house for 20% more than it's worth, they have a um, initial deposit on this contract of $28,800. So wow. that's a substantial amount of money. Now, I'll tell you, these particular borrowers um, are going to be selling some bitcoins to make up their down payment. So <laughs> they've experienced such explosive growth in the bitcoin that I'm guessing most of the money like this is feeling funny. So, you know, maybe they don't maybe they don't consider as much of like you know, losing 28 grand might not be that big of a deal, but also making a bigger down payment also might not be that big of a deal. So yeah, it, it just hits each people, you know, are affected by it just differently. Yeah. I, I mean, we're, we're hitting a, a, an issue that's 
I mean, this is a real issue for people. We had buyers with this exact situation working with one of our loan officers in the last week. And the loan officer came to me and said, the borrowers are, are you know, the, the potential buyers here, they're asking. So first of all, the, the seller wants them to, to waive the appraisal contingency. And the buyers want to know if the appraisal comes in low that we're going to need for the loan side, can they back out of the transaction? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. They're, they're, they're waiving the appraisal contingency. The sellers know, I mean, the whole premise here is that they don't want a low appraisal to derail this transaction. Right. That's, that's one of the primary reasons that you're asking for an appraisal waiver. Yep. Um, or, or a contingency waiver there. So, so you know, we're throwing these terms around, but just to be clear, when you're waiving an appraisal contingency, you're basically saying, I don't care what an appraiser determines the value of this property to be. I'm going to buy it regardless of that information. Correct. You know, there's other things that you could potentially unwind the transaction for. If you do have a loan contingency or if there's other inspection contingencies, those could potentially be reasons to, um, you know, get out of a transaction. But if you're waiving the appraisal con- contingency, you're, you're not concerned about value is the message that you're sending. Yep. Yeah. And you know, I, I see those contracts every now and again where they have no appraisal contingency, but allow a loan contingency to stay in place or vice versa. Um, that's not very common though. It's like, usually you have normal contingency periods per the contract, or you have no contingency periods per the contract. Um, like I, another one of the transactions I put together this week has, um, no loan and no appraisal contingencies allowed. Um, but they have, they do have a 10 day inspection contingency to, kind of you know get whoever in their home inspector or um, whatever else needs to be looked at if there's engineer or roof or anything else that they want to try to hire somebody to go make sure the investment's a sound one in terms of the the structure itself but um, yeah it's it's dog eat dog right now I'll tell you what it's a great time to be a seller but uh, most of us, if we sold, we're going to have to turn around and be a buyer. And it doesn't feel like a great time to be a buyer. So why would you sell? <laughs> yeah, we've seen we've seen transactions that are contingent upon the seller finding a replacement property. And we've had transactions blow up because the seller can't do that. They, they can't find their replacement. Yeah. The, the seller's in the same boat. They're making offers and getting denied. And it's it's just a crazy market. Yeah. It's wild. So you got to be locked in and ready for it. You know, um, one of and the, who you're using for financing matters too. That can be the difference in your offer getting accepted or not. Oh, this, this happens so regular to me that I forget to talk about it, but, um, it's not uncommon whatsoever. When we give a buyer a pre-approval letter, they write an offer with their real estate agent. Then we get a call from the seller's agent and they just want to touch, touch base. Right. Usually they, what they say is I just like to call and talk to the lenders and get a general sense for the quality of the buyer and whether you have concerns about the timeline or the borrower's qualifications. Like, is there any, um, hurdles that we might want to anticipate? And that, so that call happens. I'd say that call happens probably 
80% of the time on a purchase transaction. And, and most of the time when those, when those guys call me, they say something like, oh, well, because it was on Central Coast Lending Letterhead, this one's at the top. You know, we know that you guys don't mess around and you do what you say you're going to do and that it's just more trustworthy than using some out of area online lender. So there's, there's absolutely some influence over using a local lender that has a good reputation with getting things done on time. Um, and, you know, like you mentioned a minute ago, that that buyers oftentimes are running into a situation where the seller has a contingency where, you know, they have the right to cancel the contract if they're unable to procure the replacement property. And um, so what you have is many transactions just depending on one another, right? So the worst thing that could happen for all of the people involved is to find a lender somewhere in the middle of a domino, a series of domino transactions to say, mm, you were, we were unable to do the deal for, for borrower number four in the eight-way domino. And so now everybody downstreams in a big mess. So getting, it, getting comfortable and um, confident that you're going to be able to do the deal uh, it, there's a lot riding on that. It is not taken lightly uh, by the people involved. That's for darn sure. The other thing that continues to to be weird, and this is coming up on on this transaction I have too, is that um, appraisers are still being um, kind of finicky about accepting assignments and claiming that they're very busy which I think is kind of interesting is I feel like volume is a little bit lighter though. It's starting to pick up and um, you know, they're, they're just not as eager to turn a report around in a week as they used to be. So that can have a little bit of impact on the timeline too. Um, even if a, you don't have an appraisal contingency in your contract, but if we need an appraisal for the loan, we just got to make sure we get a quick start. You know, we got to get the disclosures done in the very first day and the appraisal ordered in the very first day and usually consider paying a rush fee in order to make sure that, that we're not setting ourselves up for a problem um, with a slow appraisal. So anyway, just things to consider. I guess we really just dove right into it today, huh, Dan? <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> nice and chunky start here for anybody that's wondering what this show is about. This is a real estate and uh, economic show. We talk about home loans mainly, but uh, we got to go ahead and do a commercial break here. Take some time out to thank the sponsors, and uh, we'll be back in just a minute here with more Mortgage Matters. Stick around. Bills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Stay tuned. More from the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending in just seconds. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before. Before it's too late, we are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit. So call AM Sun Solar today at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. 
Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 low mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. And MLS number 328358. In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley and Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust. Blakesley and Blakesley. For the service you deserve and the advice you trust, come to Blakesley and Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS number 328358. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Oh, still having some COVID effect on things. This week I saw part of the rate improvement was cited. I mean, from what I could tell, it looked like part of it was just concern over, um, you know, COVID flare-ups, maybe other parts of the world looking like they're having little flare-ups and um, concern that uh, different strains of COVID might might pose potential problems. I don't know. Um, it seems like the United States is well underway to having a lot of people vaccinated and, um, you know, I... Who knows what that magic number is? And at this point, I think we just optimistically hope that COVID does, in fact, help with um, all of the strains, right, or the variants, that the vaccine, whatever COVID variants there are, that the vaccine is effective against them. Who knows? I guess we just wait and see. 
Yeah, yeah. It feels like the science of it is is evolving in real time. You know, it sounds like there may be boosters needed or or things like that. But I think the if everybody works together and and you know we get the vaccine rate worldwide to a high level, then hopefully we can squash it entirely and not have to keep doing this. Yeah. So according to the um, the national numbers here for the COVID delinquency rates, um, it fell almost an entire percentage point in March. It's now down to 5.02% um, of all homeowners are in some kind of um, payment relief program. Um, that's really about a 16.5% decline to the prior month. Um, and I was kind of reading, it's interesting. I didn't, I never really thought about this before. I never worked in loan servicing. I guess that's part one part of the mortgage business that I don't have a lot of experience in. Um, but these guys are saying that, um, historically March is always the best month of the year in terms of mortgage performance. Um, the declines in delinquencies happen, um, on average, it's about 10% every single March, um, for the last 20 years. And they think it's because homeowners are using, um, tax refunds or bonuses or whatever, just to try to catch up on any lapsed mortgage payment that they've had. So, um, it's interesting on, on this, the COVID delinquency talk, there's a fair amount of, um, people that, uh, you know, I almost want to call them antagonists. You know, there's always those guys lurking around that want to tell you about the next major crisis that no one's, no one's yet considering. And, you know, that there's no, no real probable way of dealing with it in a good way. Um, but these guys basically say that there's some, you know, snowball of pent up foreclosures that we're going to, uh, you know, forbearance plans that were going to expire in March that were going to lead to all these big nasty problems. And so it's interesting to see that over, you know, as it was this March, we did have a, a significant decline that outpaces the average decline of um, delinquency catch-ups every March. Um, so that being said, we still have about 1.9 million mortgage holders that are in some kind of forbearance plan um, that are 90 days or more past due on mortgage payments. Um, and to bring that f finally home into context, that's about five times the pre-pandemic level. So um, it's still quite elevated, but the numbers are continuing to shrink. I mean, I, this has got to be this has got to be the eighth or ninth week in a row that we're reporting um, decline on the week over week numbers. So that feels like good news. It does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The jobless claims. And I'm, I'm seeing all these stories of people who are really tuned into the economy on a, on a major scale, you know, predicting booms, you know, in travel and booms in economic activity. So it's feeling like there's a lot of optimism out there and I, I can feel it just from anecdotally talking to people that yeah. they just, they want to do things. They want to go places. They want to, you know, they just want to, all the things that we all missed out on for the last 12 months, we want to do them again. Yeah. Well, and just, you know, I think one of the biggest things is while everybody's been locked down as like really uh, makes you miss 
it's like a really nostalgic and longing for those places you know it's it's like anything really is you can go without things for some period of time but when you're told you can't have it you know it's just like with kids right they, then they obsess over the only thing you told them they can't have or do um and i think that's how we are right now is that we're we've been told for so long that we can't go we can't do these things we want to do and so it then it just our very nature has us just wanting to do it more and more i mean i personally feel like i just can't wait i mean i longtime listeners of this show know that um i just love las vegas that's like <laughs> there's so much there that's so fun for me and i haven't been to las vegas in so long this is probably the longest run in my adult life of not being able to go to las vegas and as much as i love it i'm going man that is it's a dirty place full of a lot of people touching everything and it doesn't feel uh safe or good to go now that being said um you know hopefully in the next couple of months here once um you know we find out that hey there the the vaccination progress is working and there's next to no covid anywhere um man that's gonna be one of the first places i'm gonna try to go i might even drive out there <laughs> I just want to go be normal a little bit. Pretend like everything's like it used to be. Um, I don't know why. I planned on asking you if you knew why. I got two market bulletins this week. Um, one was Wells Fargo temporarily suspending new applications for home equity lines of credit. So uh, effective immediately. You can no longer get a loan, a, a home equity line of credit with Wells Fargo. Um, I don't know why. And then also this week, we got a separate announcement from TCF Home Equity um, saying that they're no longer accepting applications for home equity um, solution product line. And that May 28th is the last day for any application to be submitted, uh, for any kind of home equity credit line with them. And then July 30th marks the last day that you could fund and close a HELOC with TCF. So you're, Interesting. you usually know why, what is it now? What are these guys Man. worried about now? I wish I had a great answer for you. I don't know. It feels like this is the season to start opening things back up. Um, I, I mean, I, I know that home equity lines have been difficult to come by for the last year when this pandemic really, you know, became, became everybody's main focal point in life. All the mortgage lenders really tightened up on guidelines, equity lines included. And uh, we've had clients you know, trying to get home equity lines for various situations. And we've been able to offer them, um, you know, again, it's, it's more limited than it used to be, but sometimes, you know, and, and they've been coming and they've been, I, it's, it's news to me that Wells Fargo isn't, is just now stopping them because I've been under the impression Wells Fargo hasn't offered them for about a year now. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of weird, but I don't know why, you know, TCF Bank is definitely one of the investors we would use for an equity line. I, I don't know why they're um, closing things up. I mean, the concern usually is that they're in second position. So if there's a foreclosure event, they're, they're the second lender to get paid out of whatever funds are recovered through that process. So they're, they're in a 
higher risk position, but here we are in a market where values are just going up rapidly. Um, well, yeah, and that's yeah. that's the piece about this that I I think is interesting is that um, a lot of people. Yeah, home home values are going up pretty steady right now. I mean, we know that for the last year, it's been a double-digit pace for uh, most parts of California. In fact, some parts of the whole country. Um, but if equity is increasing, and a lot of people have these ultra-low interest rates in the mid-2% for 30-year fixed, um, you may be considering doing home improvement, Right time to remodel or you know add on a a bedroom or a bathroom or put in a pool or whatever you know people use home equity lines for all kinds of things for solar they can be a pretty good fit for you know debt consolidation so it's just interesting to me that right now where um the loan performance is kind of well known like i'm going to say in terms of qualifying if your income is intact and we can prove it this far into the COVID cycle, chances are you're going to be okay for, you know, the foreseeable future, at least in terms of the COVID impact, right? I mean, you're you're not going to get taken out in 2021 by COVID if your income was unaffected in 2020. So it's it's interesting to me to see a pullback in these places during a time that seems really obvious that um, this is a prime market for home equity line. I mean, if, if they're concerned at the rapid appreciation rate being unsustainable and maybe even pulling back at some time. Then you could I, just I could, limit the combined loan to value, though, right? Exactly. That's my thought. Exactly. Then just limit the the combined loan to value you're willing to lend at. And yeah. then you've kind of mitigated your risk there. But to just not offer them entirely, that that's kind of mind blowing to me. I, I'll have to look more into that tying into this piece here i got news for you about existing home sales Uh, these headlines are funny because it says existing home sales suffer second straight monthly decline tight supply pushes prices higher Um, home sales suffer second straight monthly decline what that means is less existing homes are selling this month than sold last month. Um, it's just that it's a tighter inventory even than it was. And I think that's for a whole host of reasons, some of which is some people have a really low interest rate and wouldn't consider selling and moving because they don't want to lose their really low interest rate. Um, but for the month of March, we ended up 3.7% lower Um in, in terms of the existing home sales, um, the annualized rate, by the way, about 6 million right now. Um, here's the, here's the stinger of this report that, um, going to make you say what the median price of an existing home sold in March nationally was $329,100. That marks a 17.2% increase. 17 percent increase from march of 2020 wow that's crazy that's basically um telling you that before too long here you should just be expecting to see uh home values in general is somewhere between you know it's strongly into the double digit appreciation range maybe maybe as much as 17 to 20 percent that's insane absolutely crazy um and you know interest rates like we said now are hovering around the record lows um but 
for most of um, February and March, interest rates were much higher. So when you see these sales prices being 17% higher, right in the face of interest rates being, um, you know, at one year highs, it's, a, it's just, I mean, it just goes to show you, uh, again, fodder for um, the argument that we have a housing crisis that is based in a real lack of supply. And it's being demonstrated every single day now, um, really uh, nationally. It's kind of crazy. And by the way, um, March of 2020 for existing home sales, that was probably right before, um, the COVID impact, right? I mean, cause if you sold, if you sold your house in March, you were probably already doing that in January and February. So most, right. most places you can't really just say, well, it's up a lot right now just because a year ago at this time, people weren't really able to sell. That's not entirely true. I think that we're going to see, you know, if you look at the chart of this data going through April, May, June, when we were under, you know, it's interesting to me to think psychologically how we all felt, you know, then, um, and not that it's changed a whole lot to now, but, um, it was very scary then, right? The grocery stores, for example, looked like they were just completely empty and there was concern over whether you were going to be able to get meat or toilet paper, you know? So psychologically, I think it's, it's kind of lightened up a little bit, but those months of, you know, April, May, June last year, those were, those were the months where I expect that we're going to see, a, a little bit of a decline in the year over year um, rate here, but um, you know, time will tell. It's kind of interesting. And by the way, based on how we opened the show today, the fact remains is that demand is not retreating. There's just there's no, no case to be made that demand is retreating in any way. The, it is absolute cutthroat in terms of how many people write offers on a new listing, um, how quickly it ends up in a, um, a, a just a bidding scenario. Um, and the supply of homes for sale today is 28.2% lower than it was a year ago. Um, we're currently, were you saying that the, the supply of homes is less than the number of real estate licenses issued? Is that a state number or national number? Uh, both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have more licensed real estate agents than we have homes for sale, um, nationally and at the state level, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, we have a 2.1 month supply of homes that, you know, at the current sales pace, that's how long it would take to sell out without new stuff coming on. Um, so it is, I mean, it just remains crisis level. And when you look to where's the help, um, the help is really in new construction. And we know how difficult that is around here. And last week, we talked about the fact that um, a lot of softwoods have um, nearly tripled in cost in, in the last year. So it's it's not getting any cheaper to build either. Um, uh, now I feel like I'm just the wet blanket giving the bad news again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tight market did we say that it really is yeah it is anyone who's who's involved in it knows it's it's a it's exhausting it's hard but when you when you have that successful um transaction your offer is accepted it's it feels good you feel relief um 
it's, it's a lot of work right yeah now. it is and you know it's funny too some of the talk that we have to have with home buyers right now is just about you know what what that twenty thousand dollars does cost you you know if you're gonna if you really love this house and you're gonna have to bid up by 10 or 20 or 30 or forty thousand bucks what's the cost there monthly and um you know some people can find themselves uh in a spot emotionally where they feel comfortable doing it and some people can't but um it is a wild, wild time right now. That is for sure. Um, hey, we're going to go ahead and do the, uh, the second, second commercial break here of the show. So we'll uh, take a quick break here. Go out and get yourself a fresh cup of coffee, whatever you got to do. We'll be back here in, in just a minute with more Mortgage Matters. Stick around. It's time to pay some bills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Stay tuned. More from the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending in just seconds. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 Low We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley and Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, Turn to a proven name you know you can trust, Blakesley and Blakesley. For the service you deserve and the advice you trust, come to Blakesley and Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 with mortgage. Experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential.
Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for being with us. You know, before the before the break, we were talking about existing home sales and kind of the the dire news that this report brings. Talking about um, you know just what it is, what's going on nationally, and um, the couple more pieces of this I was just reading on during the break. Um, you know the the average national average right now of selling an existing home. Um, from the time that you put it on the market until it sells is down to 18 days. <laughs> That's for a completed transaction? No, it's just, it's listing to in contract. Okay. That's yeah. fast. I it's mean, very fast. fast. It's usually, <laughs> it's usually somewhere around, you know, I mean, it, it changes right with the economic cycle, but that number is usually somewhere in the mid thirties. So it's very fast. It's, ex- it's an well, extremely they- fast rate. <laughs> And they say normal marketing times are between 90 and 180 days, you know, three to six months is a yeah. normal market marketing time. Yeah. Pretty Here we are wild. 18 days. <laughs> yeah. And those numbers get skewed generally by um, the more luxury end of real estate. When you're talking about a million, million, two million, three million dollar house. Sometimes those houses can be on the market for a year or so, you know, so it's a, but that's, what's unusual about this market is we're even seeing competitive offers in that price point, the million to 2 million price point. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's funny too, that, uh, Lawrence Young, that's the, the chief economist for the, um, national association of realtors. He, he says he suspects that, um, that it has something to do with, um, the stock markets being at record highs, um, is that people sort of maybe they're using those gains to to make those more expensive homes attainable um, maybe or or maybe just psychologically you feel like you're doing pretty good and when you look in at your stock accounts or your investment accounts or you know your Bitcoin account just seeing absolutely crazy gains in in most all of those places makes you feel like hey I should should liquidate some of this stuff and and move up into that million dollar house so those are marketing fast now too definitely faster than usual um, and you know there's also a fair jumbo market right now too um, it's funny I see these I got sent these uh, notifications this week about banks that are trying to close up and stop offering the home equity line of credit. But also I got emails from other lenders um, that are, you know, basically saying, Hey, we've got jumbo products that, uh, you know, send us your jumbo loans. We've got million dollar loans to, you know, with only 10% down and no mortgage insurance. So bring it on. That's interesting to me. Um, you know, it's a, it's just a, it feels like a, a weird market. Definitely, definitely a weird market. Um, 
I think, you know, you talk about these folks who have their gains in stocks or gains in Bitcoin and, you know, they're using it to buy these homes and, and, you know, without knowing each individual person's situation, it's hard to know if it's a smart decision or not. But I think one thing that this pandemic has taught us is that value in preparedness, you know, both economically as well as, you know, just other facets of your life, being prepared to weather these tough times and, you know, having reserves in a bank account is part of that. It's important. So, you know, I, I hope these folks who are, who are seeing their stock portfolios and day trading accounts, you know, going up and up or, are being smart with it. Yeah, I do too. And I also wonder too, you know, how much of the mentality is just like, man, if I'm, if I'm able to make it like this and be doing this good when we're in like a global pandemic, I got nothing to worry about. <laughs> Might sure. as well just just soak it all in and make some moves, you know, just celebrate all these victories. Oh. Well, I do know I do know in that jumbo market, you know, reserves are a big component of qualifying. That's Always. one of the reasons that keeps people out of the jumbo loan market is they don't have the reserves. It used to just be that you would need six to 12 months reserves in jumbo. And now maybe just for the subject property, just for that. Well, but then COVID came along and I've seen lenders that used to offer, you know, have guidelines that required six months reserves. Now we're requiring 18 to 24 months reserves. And it's not uncommon for them to want reserves on all of your properties, not just the one in question. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's definitely cash is king, having access to those monies. And also those jumbo lenders also tighten down on what kind of reserves are deemed acceptable. You know, some of those retirement plans where you got to quit or get fired or retire to access it are no longer counting. So, yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely good to have some savings um, without a doubt. I I mentioned this last week on the show, um, and I just wanted to bring it up again because I I got an industry um, article sent to me this week that talked about servicing portfolios. Um, apparently, a lot of lenders started servicing last year when rates got near you know the two and a half percent mark, and um, you know so basically this this article that I was reading was talking about. Um, how companies are attempting to put in basically whatever tool and tactic they can to try to retain their servicing um, portfolio, right? So basically what this means is, let's say you you have, you know, 100,000 people that you've made loans to that are making mortgage payments to you now. Um, and so their big push is to make sure that that doesn't, um, that they don't lose people out of their servicing portfolio. They want as many of them as possible to retain. And what that means to the consumer is you're going to get the full court press from your servicer about, um, you know, making sure that no matter what, you don't leave them. So lots of marketing material and different type of things suggesting, you know, what the rates are. And um, it's funny, it was very timely. I read this article yesterday about how um, recent data indicates that only about 18% of refinance borrowers stay with their servicer. 
So they're obviously looking to drive those numbers way up. And as you can imagine, I mean, Dan, you have a mortgage. I have a mortgage. I got a letter this morning from my servicer telling me what my loan terms were and, um, you know, with their a friendly reminder of the ways I could reach out to them if they wanted to talk about, um, you know, whether my terms were the best or not. And um, so I think there's a lot of that. And like I said, we talked about this a little bit on the show last week about how your servicer, the way that they market you so don't be fooled um, they are marketing you they're interested in retaining you they're going to be sending you um, plenty of offers about products they have or or clever little ways that they're going to you know make you some deal and keep you at their table and i i just wanted you know looking at all this stuff i just want to remind everybody again you don't get a better deal to stay with your servicer. Um, I know it feels convenient. If you've had a good experience with them, you're like, well, I may as well stay there because I understand their, you know, how, how to do the, the online payments or the platform. I already got the login, whatever. I'll just stay put. Um, don't lose money to stay put there. Um, the really all of the servicers have very similar ability to accept online payments, um, very similar services that are offered. Um, it's don't just take what your servicer is offering you because you believe that it's convenient and easy. If you're considering doing a refi or reaching out to your servicer to find out what their offer is, by all means, call them and then call us. Um, let us just weigh in on whether or not you're getting offered a good deal or not. Um, I talked to a client this week that kind of slept through the refi boom. They have a four and a quarter rate and their servicer said, hey, uh, we love you so much and you're such a good loyal customer that we want to offer you this three and a quarter, no points interest rate if you'd love to take it. And, um, you know, of course, it's going to be easy on you because you're already with us and we just put you into our red carpet platinum program. So just say yes. And so they called me and I look at the deal and I'm like, wow, you would get 2.875 today. That's a meaningful difference, um, either in terms of monthly payment or, you know, just saving a ton of money on closing costs. So in any case, the message I want to be clear to you guys is if you're at all considering responding to an ad from your servicer or, um, you know, just want to get a second opinion about something you've been told, um, by all means, reach out to us. We are, we are here to help. Uh, we know how to be helpful. Um, we've got all of the product. And, you know, as I usually tell people, if, if you're lendable, we can lend to you. Um, so reach out to us. Uh, um, a great first step. Find us on the web, centralcoastlending.com. Um, another great way to reach us is just pick up the phone. Give us a call. It's 805-543-LOAN. Um, that number rings all of our offices and we'll connect you to a loan officer that can sit down and tell you whether or not you're getting a good deal or a bad deal or if we can give you a better deal. Um, we're here to help and, and really want to be able to be a resource for you guys. So don't be shy. Dan, thanks a lot for being with me today and you helping out with the show. Always a pleasure. All right. Thanks for having me. Yep. And everybody out there, thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us. We'll be back next week with another episode of Mortgage Matters. Be well.